Hi, hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of To the Turnbuckle, a Statmare and Bruiser Nation production presented by a, a, a new energy drink. Mr. McCarthy, tell us about it. Man, I would love to tell the Bruiser Nation and the Buckle Brigade all about Dubby. It's a natural form of energy drink. They send It comes in a little container, powder, and you mix it like it would be like lemonade or the Gatorade mix that you get at the store. No jitters, no nonsense. They have this this blue raspberry that I quite frankly may replace my coffee. There's 150 milligrams of caffeine per serving in this. No sugar. No maltodextrin, which I'm not really sure what maltodextrin is, but I mean, with a word name like that, it's probably terrible for you. So not that I can like, not that I'm like super health nut, but. I mean, couldn't hurt. It's got green coffee fruit extract. Big Energy's Tears is what it's called. It is on the way to my home. And Dubby will get even more plugs from us as we start getting products in. And we'll show it off to the viewers. And it's going to be sweet. Go to dubby.gg.com and use this code. Nation, B-R-U-Z-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N, to get 10% off each each and every order. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Get 10% off each and every order. And uh, we're looking forward to to promoting their products and, and learning more about them. Cannot wait for that. But first, but first, but first. Until we do that, again, we will have that more in the next week or two because we like to like to taste test our products and make sure that we, we're all on board with them. Some say we're like Chris Jericho. I say he's like us. Um, That's fair. Anywho. Anywho, anywho, anywho. I'm, I'm obviously being facetious on that. Uh, to be to be mentioned in the same breath as Chris Jericho is something uh, we don't deserve yet, but we're going to get there. So I mean, we deserve it. Maybe just, you know. Not as much? I don't know. I don't know. We deserve to be mentioned with Chris Jericho, not on the same level, but, you know, there's a Jericho-holic right here at the desk. Uh, The the biggest one I know, and yet he has yet to attend an AA meeting. Um, Sorry, I thought we were talking about Nate. My bad. Um, um, We love you, Nate. It's a joke. All right. This is 
episode three of 2023. Boy, that rolls off. And the episode title is Dangerous Detour. And you're like, well, why, why'd you call it that, Logan? Well, simple, because Elimination Chamber is shaping up to be a dangerous detour on the road to WrestleMania. So, let's go ahead and yeah. check. All right. First, we got to talk. Uh, there was a premium live event this past Saturday, NXT Vengeance Day, my friend. So let's let's go ahead. I think we got all we all got this. Oh, one dude, wrong. we all did. Pair. I'm... Wesley defeated Dijic to retain his NXT North American Championship match. Uh, obviously, this match was kind of best known for uh, Dijic look to break or at least dislocate his middle finger. Yeah, that was a nice because uh, it was as it was as crooked as my feet. It was it was quite crooked. It was as crooked as a politician's smile, and so. Um, well, give me your thoughts on the match, but most importantly, the result. I'm surprised. Dijak looks like he's getting a good push, and and then all of a sudden he he takes the big L. Come Vengeance Day, talk to me. So, I mean, I was on the same tip as you. I for sure thought this was going to be the beginning of something a little bit bigger for Jack. I mean, he's involved. He's on NXT. He's in high-profile feuds, so it's fine. I expected him to walk out with the title, but you know what? It's all right. I, I enjoy Wes Lee as North American champion. Hopefully, this isn't their last matchup, and maybe this is just a step in... Dijak going after Braun Breaker because I think that'd be an amazing matchup no matter who wins. I think that's a four, five star match right there. I'd say six or seven, but we know Meltzer doesn't star WWE matches that high. They should do him in the Tokyo Dome, then he would instantly get another oh, star. Oh, that's out true. Of it. That's true. No, this was a really good match. I mean, overall, we were really bad as far as predictions go. I think you got three points. Travis got like two, and I got one. I'll be sure when this stupid computer to my right decides to uh, not update anymore. So what I heard is I kept my lead. Yeah, oh yeah, you're still in the lead, buddy. I think you have 12, because you had nine before. So I think you're at about 12. We're going to go wire to wire. Of course, TBH, let's be honest with the Buck Brigade. We don't cover NXT as well as we probably should, and it's it's not any it's not knocking NXT, it's not knocking Shawn Michaels, it's 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 none of that. It's that there's so much wrestling, it's just dumb stupid. I think that's why, because I mean, as as like focused in as we are on Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, NXT I'm sure falls by the wayside some weeks for you know me or Travis or you, you know, all three of us. It- it does. Uh, that's just the reality of it, especially because I'll kind of say we record this podcast, folks. We record it usually live on Tuesdays. Um, most of the time we're live. We always record Tuesdays whether we're live or not. And so we're, we're closing up right as NXT's jumping on the air. And, and I don't know about you, McCarthy, but but when, I, when, I'm, when I'm finished doing – I love this show. I love doing it. That's why we do it. But I don't know about you, but but I I like to decompress from the world after I do three hours of show. Yeah, for sure. I'll throw on like play something on the Xbox, decompress for a minute because it's especially when we've talked about wrestling for three hours. It's like, no, I really want to sit here and watch two more hours of wrestling. <laughs> I was asked by uh, my buddy last night, AJ Appeal. Uh, he, 
because he was asking, you got, you know, he hasn't watched in a few months. So he was asking, you know, what's our schedule? Well, I said, we're still doing the five day. And, and he's like, do you guys have so much fun or is it exhausting? I said, it's both. Um, I said, we have a boatload of fun, but these three hours are also exhausting. Wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think maybe they're even more exhausting now that we like pulled away from our character work and just kind of focus on having real conversations. I feel like that's even more exhausting. So we're trying to keep our emotions in check and, and, and be professional about how we are going over all of these matches. And when I, what I've been listening to, I think personally it's better. Was it funny as shit when we were yelling at each other sometimes, most of the time, except maybe those last two weeks? Oh, of course. But I think I think those last two weeks were getting a little yeah, they, they were those last two weeks were getting a little far. But I, I oh, think geez, I, I was think gonna... we are making a much better product by actually kind of yeah. trying to take our emotions out of it. Now, of course, the Jay Briscoe thing and the emotions with Warner Media, you know, we didn't even yell sure. about that, but we let our emotions, you know, we conveyed our emotions that way in a in a very professional manner. And I think I think that break is what we needed to really figure out. All right, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and just chill that holiday decompression is so important folks and if you don't if you don't decompress every now and again you're uh, you'll get burned out and it's just ugly anywho let's let's talk some more professional wrestling as they call it down south in the florida ia uh, uh pardon me florida uh kiana james and felon henley defeated Caden carter and katana chance to become nxt women's tag team champions look i thought this was all right uh I, this was a 50 50 pick for me because it feels like the nxt women's tag titles kind of fall by the wayside on nxt i don't mean to disrespect the women by any stretch it just doesn't seem to be that high of a booking priority so i didn't know how this was going to go i thought they would just go with the easy route and that didn't happen give me your give me your thoughts mr mac daddy yeah, I thought new champions were gonna be crowned because, like, you're right. Like, it's and it's like it's this way in WWE in general. I mean, the Usos get their spot, kind of, as far as tag team championships go. But and I don't know Triple H is doing what he can, but it's been a long time where tag team was second or third or fourth most important during these shows and I know Sean and Triple H have a great history as far as tag team wrestling goes and they have nothing against it but it's it's hard trying to get everything involved create the great stories and not like I wish this would have gone on first like Jack and Wesley did a great job to get the crowd into everything but I think it would have been better for the women's tag titles to start off the show because that's, I mean, they got put in a really hard position. They had to follow Wesley and Dijak and lead into the two out of three falls match. Like, that's not easy. That's a lot of pressure. And, of course, it's wrestling. There's pressure all the time. And you couldn't see it in their match that the pressure was too much for them. I just think the order of the matches could have been flipped up just a little bit. Just right there in the beginning, just switch out. Hell, even started with Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews. No question about it. Um, 
Before we go any further, I, I do want to, and I know this is going off the beaten path. Uh, this is not on the rundown, but I, but I, I ju- just saw a reported update from uh, Brian Alvarez on uh, Jerry the King Waller. If you haven't heard the news, uh, Jerry the King Waller, between sometime yesterday and today, uh, reportedly suffered a stroke. We don't know that to be the case for a fact. I want to stress that. I want to don't want to report that you know inaccurately. But reportedly, he has suffered a stroke. Uh, he suffered a stroke outside of his Fort Myers home. I guess he's got a condo there. And um, and he's in the hospital currently. Uh, he had surgery today and is reportedly recovering. We, of course, send our best wishes and genuine thoughts and prayers. Uh, as a believer, when I tell you I'm going to pray for somebody, I truly will. And I, and I am praying and will pray for Jerry the King Lawler. Anyway, I want to get to the update I just read. Do not know if this is a fact. I want to stress that. Uh, Jerry Lawler was found outside of his home, face down in the parking lot. A person who's close to Lawler says it was a bl- Lawler says it was a blood blockage to the right side of his brain. He is awake but can't talk and has no feeling on the right side of his body. That is what is reported by Brian Alvarez of The Observer. I want to stress we do not know at this point that that's a fact. That I am just telling you what I have have just read. That does not mean it's true. Let's. I don't want anyone to be like you told us he couldn't. Um, rumors run rampant during crisis like this. Um, so it is. It is hard to know what is fact and what is fiction until a, an official representative or perhaps Jerry Lawler himself is able to release a statement. Um. I, again, I know we're talking Vengeance Day, and we'll get right back to that, but I, but I saw that pop up on my feed, and I felt like that was necessary to bring up. So, McCarthy, thoughts on the Jerry Lawler situation? Again, we don't know the facts, but you have just been told what we, we, we believe to be true. You know, I, I hope he comes out of this unscathed. It, it's kind of scary. From what the reports are, it definitely sounds like a stroke. You know, blood clot in the brain part of his body not working and not being able to talk. It's concerning. A a stroke is scary for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. My biggest concern is how long was he outside? Obviously not long enough to cause death, but if he was outside long enough, he could have irreparable damage. He's probably not going to be the same. I mean... Very similar to to Brett, when Brett had his stroke, he was, he couldn't step in the ring. He couldn't do anything. He can talk now, but he was a mess afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that he is that Jerry the King Lawler is okay, as far as circumstances go. He's awake, so that's a plus. But I'm sure it's going to be a long road to recovery, and you know, best wishes to him, his family, and his recovery. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, look, really, Bret Hart's uh, recovery has been miraculous as far as his stroke goes. I mean, say what you about the quality of the matches, but to, he had one more mini run in the WWE, even being, you know, he wrestled Vince, uh, you know, if you want to call it a wrestling match. But he was even, if you recall, United States champion again for a short time. Do you remember oh, that, yeah, McCarthy? I forgot about that. I mean, that was such a random, weird run, but I mean, you would have, and again, I'm not saying the quality of the matches were great or anything close to what we knew him as, 
But overall, that's a pretty miraculous recovery, given how serious it was. Uh, another update on Twitter uh, from we modern day fans may know him as Zeb Coulter. Uh, us us old schoolers who like to study the old game. Uh, Dirty Dutch Mantel, of course, worked with Lawler in Memphis for all those years. This tweet says, latest update on Lawler. Lawler experienced paralysis on his right side immediately following his stroke. Latest news has been reported that he has regained partial use of his arm. His speech is still affected, but that takes a bit more time. But he's improving, according to, uh, again, that's, that is, to modern-day fans, you would call him Zev Coulter. To longtime fans, uh, he's Dutch Mantel, longtime wrestler and booker. Uh, he has, frankly, forgotten more about this business than, than I'll ever know. Um, so again, I, I want to stress, I don't know if any of those are facts because again, that's not coming from Jerry Lawler himself or any of Jerry Lawler's family, but I, but I, but I take, I, I take Dutch Mantel as pretty credible, especially given his connections to Lawler all those years in Memphis. What say you, McCarthy? Uh, I'd take his word as close to an expert as we're going to get. He's probably still close with Lawler. Um, I'm sure eventually Jim Ross is going to say something as well. So I think as we take what Zeb Coulter said, don't, you know, treat it as gospel, but I would say treat it with more than a grain of salt. Like look at it as viable information that we can gather from that way. We're not looking at all these dirt sheets. I think we should be, if we want to know what's really going on with JR, we need to follow Zeb Coulter, Triple H, Jim Ross, maybe even Michael Cole. I think those are the guys, if they say anything, they're going to give us a clearer picture until Jerry Lawler is ready to come out and talk about it. Because you know he will if he recovers all right. It's Jerry the King Lawler. He talks about everything in his life. He's he's extremely honest about uh, who he is, where he is, and all those sort of things. Of course, uh, this is, um, you know, just a couple weeks ago, uh, might have been less than that, might have been 10 days, you know, he had his first match of 2023 to mark 53 consecutive years as a professional wrestler. So, you know, it's tough to keep King down. So don't don't rule him out. Don't count on anything because uh, Jerry the King Lawler has literally died before and came on back and has, has – been in the ring for several years since. So if anybody can uh, kick out of this and 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 pretty much no sell it, uh, Jerry the King Lawler is one of the one of the people on the ad short list. Because again, he just uh, he just had. I'm sure he's had a few more matches since then because he wrestles most weekends. But ten days ago, two weeks, whatever it was, he had his first match of 2023 to mark 53 consecutive years of wrestling. That is incredible, and. Um, I, I don't think I'm alone in saying that we hope you get well enough to do 54, Jerry. I, I sure hope so, because uh, we know that, and some people might think that's silly, but we know that's what he wants. Wrestlers want to wrestle people. That's how it is. I mean, we've talked about it on this show before. Wrestle, like you said, wrestlers want to wrestle, and I've said it. If, if Jimmy walked up to me and said, damn, we had a no-show, I need somebody to get beat up for five minutes, wouldn't even hesitate. Nope. If it's in you, it's in you. All right. Let's for now. That's about as uh, that's about as much of an update I think as we're gonna gonna get on Lawler. 
uh, we are sending our best wishes and our thoughts and prayers. And again, when I tell you I'm going to pray for somebody, I truly mean that. I'm not knocking those that say. I'm not meaning that someone else doesn't. I just know that it's easy for people to assume, well, you're just saying that. I can promise you folks when I say that, I'm not just saying that. Um, all right, let's get back to Vengeance Day. Carmelo Hayes defeated Apollo Crews. This is one I know I got right where you guys got wrong. <laughs> Uh, in a two out of three falls match, but but the match wasn't really best known for the match. A returning Daba Kato, of course, we we, we met uh, uh, Daba Kato, uh, frankly, uh, I think we met him at Raw Underground a few years ago. Remember that? Oh, Back yeah. when Shane McMahon was, was hosting Raw Underground. Uh, and then he became Commander Aziz, and now he's back to Daba Kato. Uh, thoughts on the return of Davicato? Thoughts on Carmelo Hayes getting the uh, getting the dub? We'll talk more about Carmelo Carmelo Hayes in a few moments because he made it, his presence felt at the end of NXT Vengeance Day. What do you got on that one, McCarthy? I mean, first of all, the match was really good. It, it, everything I expected from those two. I mean, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Cruz are two of the best athletes that NXT has. So it was a fantastic two out of three falls match. But to have that return and to be back to where he's not attached to anybody so much. I think we're back to his old name. Maybe he'll still kind of like hang out with Apollo Cruz. Maybe not. So it'll be a good opportunity for him as there's a lot of people that he can learn from. I think maybe the first match he should have would maybe be with Dijak, which I still struggle not to say Dijakovic. (laughs) So do I. So do I. Uh, but uh, you know he uh, he attacked Apollo Cruz, so, so we're going to see how that goes. I, I, look, I think Apollo Cruz is unfortunately going to be kind of a Lance Storm of this generation. I think he's great in the ring. He doesn't have the the charisma you'd like him to have, and so I think he, I think it's going to get to the point, especially if he stays down in NXT, where he's helping some of those those less talented guys, or I shouldn't say that, not less talented, but less experienced guys, more green guys. Uh, and I think he'll he'll he might help make Dabakato into a into a star down there. What say you? I think that's his best shot. It'll be a good feud. And Apollo Cruz is so talented. But I, you're I don't think you're wrong as far as the Lance Storm comparisons go. He's super crisp in that ring, but he's always struggled on the mic. Now, ten years down the road, that might change because there was some there was some promo work that we'll talk about last night that I was thoroughly impressed by from guys that have a very big history of not being the best talkers. Look, it's, it's never too late um, to, to get better at it. Uh, frankly, two, two icons I can think of that were not great promo cutters in their, their quote unquote prime but have gotten better with age. Uh, the Undertaker and Sting both uh, ha- both had a lot to be desired promo-wise when they were in their quote-unquote heyday. But as they became these iconic characters that we, we now know them for, uh, and I, I don't mean in the sense of a gimmick change, but I'm talking about sim- slowly going up the echelon and cementing their status as icons, I feel like they both got way better at promos. I would much rather listen to an Undertaker promo from 2005 rather than 1995. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
so I feel like as as they got past the and kind of the same thing for Sting. Uh, obviously, he didn't cut a lot of promos as the Crow, especially in the height of it with the Hogan feud. He didn't talk for like eleven months. But I mean, when he was starting to talk again about a year year and a half later, two years. Those Wolfpack promos weren't great, but if you go back and watch some of those TNA promos with Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe and uh, later on Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, uh, obviously he had a resurgence as the Joker that was mostly promo-based, the Joker sting. Um, like, he got so much better, and now he's still cutting, when, when the rare times they have him cut promos, he still cuts fantastic promos for AEW. Um, so again, those are two guys that come to mind, and they're they're I mean, those are two guys that are in the goat conversation, people. So it is never too late to get better promos because both of them, I believe, in their prime, quote unquote, if if we want to call wrestling the traditional prime, it usually isn't, but we'll play along for this moment. Both of them were again, let's call it average at best on on most promos. So but when they got to when they started to get to their iconic status, Sting uh, towards the end of WCW, and then especially in TNA, uh, and then Undertaker as he shifted into that like first part time schedule where he was working like SummerSlam to Mania, they hit their stride in some ways as promo guys, especially for the for the dark characters they played. Now some of the American badass stuff that Taker was cutting was great, but it took him a long time to figure out how to how to parlay decent promos into the dead man character. Um, so, yeah, not too late. I'm not saying that for sure, but right now it feels like Apollo Crews is kind of Lance Storm-esque, or perhaps a better modern-day example might be Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin is as good as anybody in that ring to this day, but, again, ha- just hasn't ever quite mastered the promo ability. All right, uh, but, no, looking forward to that. I think I think uh, Apollo Crews... And I think we'll get a real chance to see what Davicato, Commander Aziz, whatever you want to call him, can do. Because that's one of the great things about NXT is they can take those guys that aren't getting that main roster shot that they probably deserve. Sometimes it's not even the fault of the talent. It's about, look, there's only so much TV time. And and, let's, and every TV time is vital, but it's more vital when you're the, the quote-unquote main brands. I'm not knocking NXT, but Raw and SmackDown are just a, just a bit of a different cat. Um, and so, I mean, look at it, what we're seeing with uh, Veer Mahan and, and you know, you know, Indusheer and, and Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal down in NXT is treated like a star again, like like his WWE title run almost. There's there's just more room for guys of that quote unquote caliber. Again, not knocking it, but it's like it's like a good football player or a good baseball player. Everybody that makes the major leagues or the NFL, everybody. It's a good baseball player. It's just, are you on the right team to get you the right amount of playing time in the right situation? You can get the right playing time in the right situation sometimes down in NXT that you can't get at Raw and SmackDown. Well, uh, what do you think about that? Is that a good I, analogy, that's McCarthy? that's probably your perfect analogy right there because they're all uber talented, but there's only so much time. And this, what's so important about NXT, it's like – they have more time because it's not the premiere show to really develop their character. I think it's so much easier 
in NXT to develop something new because you don't have all that pressure. You don't have the USA pressure. You don't have the Fox pressure. You don't have the, oh, shit, Becky Lynch just cut this awesome promo. Now what the hell am I going to do? Or Seth Rollins had damn near five-star match. Fuck, I got to follow this, and I got to stay in character. Like, there's just so much talent on Raw and SmackDown right now, and the stories they're telling are great, too. So you can't even, like, try to shove somebody up from NXT right now, for lack of a better term. You can't call them up. There's too much going on going into WrestleMania. Look, I agree. The, the reality is, and yes, they're st- they still are on vital television time because it is on USA Network, but you're right. There is just different pressure. I, I don't know. It's a different... I don't want to minimize what NXT does. Like They, they still get two hours of primetime television, but it is. It's just a different breed of cat. I don't know. It's there's not the same amount of there's not the same amount of pressure, and and so crammed uh, feel when it comes to the the quote unquote third brand. All right, let's move it along. Uh, Gallus defeated the New Day, Chase U, and Pretty Deadly to capture the NXT Tag Team Championships. I have the New Day winning this one. I just don't know because I don't know what else you do with them at this stage because. Like they're they're kind of a captain without you know they're kind of a ship without a captain without without Biggie because he's still recovering. We we don't know what he is his future is going to be in the ring, um, and so I didn't know what you do with him. So I thought just keep him down there uh, another month or two until you know I thought maybe drop the titles that stand and deliver and then kind of come back to the main roster. Uh, what do you think of this one? What do you think of Gallus getting the dub? And I want to I want to ask, what do you do with the New Day because they're kind of in limbo at this uh, point. I was impressed with the match. The match was great. Four ways, especially tag team four ways, are sometimes hard to get everybody their shine. I think everybody did a great job with that. I thought um, the real standout here. I can't remember her name, but the valet would chase you. I feel like even though she wasn't in the match, she was so animated and involved on the outside, she might have just made a name for herself at Vengeance Day. She, they need to... She can stay and chase you. That's fine. But they need to start getting her into some feuds and see if she can take it up to the next level and then the next level and then the next level after that. I think they have a really good talent in her so fingers crossed she starts getting some more prominent matchups and some one-on-one matchups so we can see what she can do in and outside of the ring, cut some promos, and, and really shoot for the stars with her because I think Chase U was kind of falling off from when they first started. They were very popular, but then we had the NXT change to 2.0, and that was right really close to after they debuted. Maybe not too close, but as far as wrestling goes, it was probably like six, eight months, something like that. So I think they need to be more involved on NXT television as well because it's almost like, oh, dude, I forgot about you guys. But there's only so much TV time, so I'm not bitching that they're not on TV. But it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot they were even there. Well, yeah, I agree with you. They, I think they were kind of victims of, of, of kind of, for lack of a better term, Vince McMahon's madness because – you know, he, he, uh, they were right around the time, you know, four or five months before NXT 2.0 becomes NXT 2.0. 
they're, they're starting to debut. They do those really cool vignettes where, where, where Chase is, uh, you know, Chase is you know, cussing out people and, and, you know, trying to teach. And it's very, it's, it's very humorous, very fun, but kind of lost in the shuffle, like I said, because Vince was Vince and Bruce Pritchard were pushing changes on, on NXT because Triple H was a, a way recuperating. And so it became this very, this this very, uh, you know, just up and down, fifty fifty booking situation. And so yeah, I think they were kind of kind of damaged by that because uh, just went down there and said somebody turn the damn lights on. Can't see shit. Uh, and somebody hasn't turned the lights off since. Now we're in this NXT kind of. Uh, you know, it's back to being called NXT, but it's like NXT 3.0 at this point. We're in a weird hybrid of of Bruce Pritchard, Vince's NXT, and now Shawn Michaels' NXT, in my view. And so we will see how that shapes out. I agree that the uh, the valet made a name for herself. And look, I got to ask, though, uh, when you conveniently avoided or forgot. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you back on the stand here. What do you do with the new day? I don't even know. Honestly, three team TLC for a shot after WrestleMania. I think it. Well, do you keep them down there for stand and deliver, or or are they coming back to the main? To they didn't they never left the main roster, but their focus was on NXT. Do you keep them down there overall until we get past mania and in NXT's um, case, standard deliver? I think you can use them in both ways because it is the new day. So I think you could have them at WrestleMania and have them at stand and deliver and they can put someone else. They can put over Gallus one-on-one and Gallus can cement themselves as the NXT tag team champions even more so by technically beating the new day twice. And that doesn't mean that the New Day can't be like, we want all the titles. So they could be in a four-way or the ladder match, like I said. But the ladder match, less likely, because they're probably going to have a money in the bank at WrestleMania. Can't have two. But I'm kind of at a loss as what to do with the New Day right now. I think they did the right thing. They, They gave them the tag team titles to kind of prop up those NXT tag team championships and they kind of pass the torch to Gallus. We got to see where Gallus takes it, but I think there's still a bit of a story here with the new day, but not much longer after WrestleMania. I think you need to get them more involved on the main roster. Well, I, I got to correct you and I, I don't even blame you for, for missing it because it happened on the day that the Vince McMahon decided to uh, go nuclear and say, this is my company, damn it. But during that same day, I believe it was on my birthday even, or the next day, um, when he's going nuclear, and that's all the news we hear, slid out during that day was that Money in the Bank will be returning as a pay-per-view again, this time in uh, in London at the O2 in July. So I would assume there will be no Money in the Bank oh, at yeah, WrestleMania. That's true. That's disappointing. Now, now, now it's, again, I don't blame you for missing it because it came out the same time that Vince was going on his power trip um so i don't think a money in the bank happens at mania because it's scheduled at least right now for the o2 in london in july i believe 
completely understandable you missed it because again that was it that was i went and checked the corporate site the day vince was forcing his way back onto the board and there was nothing there about that but the press release was money in the bank uh, to be at the o2 in london and i was like completely missed that because vince is going on a on a, on a tirade you know, i missed it too not only that but because like triple h is has said that he's trying to move away from these gimmick pay-per-views for lack of a better term, try to bring some mystique back to these special matches. So I was kind of on the brain wave of that. They weren't even going to do a money in the bank pay-per-view this year. Cause I know triple H wants to know, have no more Helena cells, no more elimination chambers as far as pay-per-views or premium live events, whatever you want to call them goes being named after those matches. Cause I think it does dilute those matches now cause you're trying to fit stuff in instead of letting the match develop. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I hope that's something that triple H is able to make happen, but, but here's the thing. And this again goes to, we're going to talk more about the potential sell of WWE uh, later on as we're when we're on the ropes. Uh, but this is what I'm talking about in terms of it is it is hard. It is extreme, extraordinarily difficult, in my view, right now, to be invested in WWE television. Because for everything Triple H is doing, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, that's not the discussion we're here to have at this moment. It is so hard to know what's going to happen because, look, I don't know how these lawsuits are going to go. I'm not going to pretend I know how they're going to go but I know how slow our justice system works and how slow our court system works. So until something can be proven in court, Vince McMahon is back in charge of the corporate side of this company, essentially. Um, And that's a big if, if anything's going to get proven or not, because Vince McMahon is a powerful man with a lot of money. And I'm not suggesting he did anything wrong or didn't. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. So my, my point is, to, to bring it around town Spongebob style is it's really hard to be invested in the product right now because I feel like any week we might read or hear or officially get the news that Vince has strong armed his way back into full creative control or something of that nature. McCarthy, do you understand my, my point of why right now it's really hard to, to believe what's going to happen in WWE in three or four months? In terms of, or six months down the oh, line, I totally you, you agree what I'm saying? It is hard because what if Vince does like, all right, I've had enough. I'm doing, I'm taking control of everything. And then it's like everything Triple H has done goes out the window. So it, it is hard to be invested, especially with some of these guys, because there's some guys Triple H likes, and there's some guys that Vince likes. Triple H has seemed to be a little bit more fair as far as his guys go. Um, Vince just wants to be entertained himself. And we, we talked about this last week. It's a sharp contrast between booking philosophies. I mean, you're when Vince is booking the show, it's it's a show for one person. When Triple H is running the show, it's a show for the fans. And I th- I'm hoping that Vince realized that and just leaves shit alone. I think it's too much turmoil to be switching back and forth twice in a calendar year. Like, that's crazy. Like, just chill out for a minute. 
I don't know if he knows how well, anymore. He sure um, doesn't know how, but I mean, I'm sure Riddle could help him out with that. Well, we're wishing Riddle the best of sobriety. Uh, so I'm sure he's him, going California him. sober. Uh, I, I, I would assume so. But yeah, that's that's, and I'm not, again, this is not the time to us to have the discussion of who should book or who shouldn't book. But again, until these things can be litigated and proven in court, even even if something could stop him eventually, and that's a big if in my view, again, not a lawyer, but Vince McMahon is a powerful guy with a boatload of money and a great lawyer in Jerry McDivitt, but that's, again, a discussion for another moment. Even if something could eventually stop him, nothing stops him right now. It takes months to years for things to be litigated. And so, especially when you have that kind of money and that kind of power, look no further than, than every powerful person that's gone to trial. How long does it take to actually get to that trial? A long time. There's a reason the OJ case took, took like 13 months to, to get to a final verdict because you're a powerful person that can delay things with money. You can fight every single order and and you can do it legally there's nothing wrong with that that that's within your legal rights to do so and so my point is is like yes people that go well there's no, like travis is really on the there's no way he could get triple h to like step down or move over yeah maybe long term i perhaps perhaps but i'm talking i'm talking a year two three down the line there's nothing to stop vincent man today from going in there and saying, I'm running this thing until someone forces me legally not to. And that could be a very, very long time. And when you're Vince's age, how long you got? So that's what I'm like. It's so hard right now to watch WWE, especially, especially Raw, because any, and I, I, I'm getting, I'm like, everyone knows I'm Team Vince should book because it's Vince McMahon's company. I know that we can all disagree on that. And that's, that's great. At me at my DMs, at Logan Lee on Twitter. That's fine. But as we get closer to this mania season, I begin to wonder, because uh, tis the season right after Elimination Chamber, I begin to wonder, will this ginormous billionaire who has an ego the size of at least Texas, if not California and Texas combined, will he allow his grandest baby to be booked by somebody else when he knows damn well that for now he could come back I mean, and honest, book it? Honestly, I think that so would that's be a, a very bad decision. Take who I prefer booking out of the equation. We are two months out from WrestleMania. Like, everything's in motion. It doesn't make sense. Now, does that mean that Vince McMahon won't do that? No, because it's Vince McMahon. I just think it would be a bad decision on his part, and I also think it would be a bad business decision. You're really trying to book all this stuff? and facilitate a sale like that just seems like too much something's gonna get the short end of the stick and more than likely it would be the television product because vince wants to make his damn money if he sells yeah and he's he's going to make his money if he sells no doubt about that but we'll talk more about vince uh later on in the show because there was a new report by cnbc uh, the the NBC uh, affiliate 
that we'll, we'll talk about when we're running the ropes. But uh, let's finish up with Vengeance Day and then take a break. Uh, Roxanne Perez defeated Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in a triple threat match to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Look, uh, this just did everything I thought it was going to do. I think it's time to break up toxic attraction because toxic attraction without Mandy Rose is kind of like the NWO without Hogan. Like, sure, Jeff Jarrett can run it if he wants to, but that don't feel quite the same. Or later on, it was Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels in the WWE version. Um, that's right, people. Never forget Shawn Michaels was in and the also, NWO. Can we Throw never it. forget um, that ill-fated sweet chin music to the big show? That was terrible. That was a terrible decision. I mean, oh. fine, kick him out, but like he had to bend he had to bend so far down to take but, that but sweet chin music. Maybe, but maybe not literally kick him out just because of the that's height sense. differential. Uh but, yeah, so that's how toxic attraction kind of feels right now. Again, I'm not putting Mandy Rose in the same breath as, as, as Hollywood Hogan. I would never do that. Anyone who watches the show understands that. But it just feels like, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a captainless ship. So what say you, Mr. McCarthy? Did this do the right things in terms of, of planting the seeds for a full-fledged breakup? Uh, I know they're still official together for now. Bailey's going to host a ding dong hello on NXT tonight with the members of Toxic Attraction that I think will further start to plant the seeds of the breakup. What say you? The rest of it because there was definitely some anger involved. Two of them, even though it's a triple threat, and you guys are friends, even though you're toxic friends, like you know how these work. You're going to break up pinfalls and stuff, but it's pro wrestling, so that shit always happens. And with Bailey and the way she is able to take almost anything and get under people's skins about it, I think the the breakup, if it doesn't happen tonight, it happens next Tuesday. All righty, but yeah, I I do. I think that uh, I think we're on the fast track to no more detraction. And it, look, it's time to see what uh, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane can do on their own. And let's see what you got here. And and frankly, if both were to fall on their face, this is pro wrestling. You can call an audible if it's not working in six months to a year, and you can bring them back together. There's well, nothing that says you, you can't. You can quite simply go, well, you know, we overreacted. We were better together. Let's go back after the titles. Just like that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those that you can call. People forget, you know, that you can call an audible in this business, and we can we can figure this thing. Out. That's the thing about this; it's a never-ending book. No matter, that's what gives everybody hope and also demise in, in in professional wrestling. Is for if you like what's going on right now, great. But what worries you is what's going on in six months. If you don't like what's going on right now, hey, I'm sorry about that. But give it a few months, you might love it because it's a never-ending book. All right, and finally, the main event of NXT Avengers Day saw Braun Breaker defeat Grayson Waller to retain his NXT championship in a steel cage match. WWE's loving these lately, steel cages. Um, you know, hell, why not put them in a steel cage, pal? Um, I, again, I thought this did everything it needs to do. It's nothing wrong with Grayson Waller. It's not that I don't think he's not the next guy. I, I, I really do. Actually, I would have liked to seen a way to 
have a rematch and stand and deliver because that's when I think Braun Breaker should lose the belt is the the NXT biggest event of the year, which is now stand and deliver. Um, Carmelo Hayes came out at the end and obviously pointed to the fact he's going to be the next challenger for the NXT Heavyweight Championship. What say you, McCarthy? Who should be the guy to dethrone Braun Breaker? Should it be Grayson Waller? Should it be Carmelo Hayes? Or is there someone else I'm not thinking of? I think what the say only you? People that make sense. I mean, top is Carmelo Hayes. It's like one of the best talents they have. I think Dijak would be another option to take the belt off a of Braun Breaker, but I don't see a whole lot of guys that can not only make it believable because of the talent that Braun Breaker is, but experience-wise as well. Because, yeah, it's NXT. Technically, it's the secondary development show, and there's not as much pressure. But, I mean, if you're the champion, all the pressure's on you regardless of where you are. Is the pressure dialed down a little bit in NXT? Probably. But there's still, I'm carrying this company now pressure, and not everybody can handle that. I think Carmelo Hayes would have no problem at all being the flag bearer of NXT for a while. And while we're still talking about it, hats off to the only winning by pinfalls or submission. I really enjoyed that. It, it just adds something different to take cage matches when there's not an escape option. I've always hated that escape option. Does it work if you have a heel like The Miz? Yeah, because it makes sense in his character to run away from everybody. But, like, Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller wanted to, like, tear each other's arms off? It wouldn't make sense to try to escape the cage to win. I got to get out of here. Well, you're trying to get your lumps in. You don't like each other. I, I look. Um, I agree with you on that. Uh, it, the, for certain type of characters, Miz is one. Miz is the greatest one that comes to mind. MJF in in, in uh, AEW as well. That if there's an escape the cage option, yeah, it makes sense. They would do all they can to use it because they don't actually in kayfabe want to wrestle anyway most of the time. They want to. They want to. They want to run their. They want to run their mouth. The the trap. The the the. Uh, they want to run their hole. Their pie hole. So. I I completely agree with you on that. Um. I think Grayson Waller should be the guy, to dethrone Braun Breaker. I'm not knocking Carmelo Hayes. I just think. Grayson Waller is a little bit better in every area. I think he's a little better in the ring. I think he's a little better on the mic. It's not, it's not head and shoulders, you know. But uh, you know, I'm a NASCAR and racing guy. But by a nose, I give the edge to Waller. And so I would like to see Wall because he cut that promo we cut about a month ago now, with uh, Roxanne Perez standing in the ring. I was like, this guy has all the makings of being a huge diamond for the WWE. And I'm talking about as the whole brand. He's got the look. Uh, he, he's He's got a good enough physique. He can talk the legs off the table. I mean, imagine when, imagine when Grayson Waller gets a little bit more seasoned and what he could do with an LA night. I mean, just imagine it. Uh, imagine if he's a main event star 
and is able to work with Cody Rhodes or maybe a Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman or maybe a Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, you know, just imagine what he can do. Again, once he gets more seasoned, we're not there yet. You know, we're not there yet. But this guy is, is he is, uh, to use a food analogy because I'm fat, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fine piece of steak. And a, a, a fine piece of steak is a fine piece of steak no matter what you have on it. But you can make a fine piece of steak, some of the best meat you've ever tasted, if you just season and cook it right. And if you season and cook him right, you might be talking in three or four years down the line, the next face of this company. I think he's that talented. Again, there's a lot of things that got to go right. He's got to develop right. He's got to be booked properly. Vince has got to kind of believe in it too, or Triple H or whoever's going to. Nick Khan might be booking this thing in three or four years. I have no idea how this company's going to look. All right, Mickey Mouse might be running this damn thing. I have no idea. But at the current trajectory we are on, Grayson Waller to me is just a nose better. But to give a compliment to Carmelo Hayes, I think Grayson Waller and Carmelo Hayes could be your John Cena, Randy Orton, your one and one head, your Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, your Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, I can you get see my that. point. And so, because all those guys, Hulk Hogan was one, Randy Savage was 1A. John Cena is one, Randy Orton is 1A. Stone Cold was one for the two or three great year run, and The Rock was 1A. You could have that, in my view, with those two if they are seasoned and developed properly. And, I mean, that's what you need. You can't just have, like... Am I am I off base in that? Is that a Loganity take? I mean, it's a am I crazy for sure? But I don't think you're crazy because you do have to think that way. You have to look at the talent you have and be like, all right, he's got a good chance of being the top guy. Who is right behind him, and right behind him, and right behind him? If you're not looking at it like that, when injuries ha- happen, you're hosed because you have no idea what direction you're going. Yeah, you're. you're- because here's the truth of it, folks. Opinions on on Roman Reigns aside, we are closer to a to a, not a not a WWE without Roman Reigns, but a WWE with Roman Reigns on a part time schedule than we are from his full time days. That that's not that far away, in my view. Uh, I would say within the next two years, we're looking at a part time Roman Reigns. Next year after WrestleMania 40, probably. He's, it's like he's not getting long in the tooth like we're, by any means necessary, but he does have other things that he wants to do. Right, and, and in his case, um, you know, he I think he's also starting to look at, at movies, and we everyone that listens to the show knows my opinion on that, but the, the reality is what the reality is. At least in Roman Reigns' case, I can give him this, similar to John Cena. There isn't a ton else you could do in the WWE, there, there, there isn't like where I, I believe firmly that The Rock could have went on an incredible run. Not to say his run wasn't incredible, but to have The Rock around full time, the ruthless aggression era is a bit is one of the biggest what ifs I think in wrestling history. Uh, because imagine what he, I mean, imagine that 2005 2006 roster. With a with with anything close to a full time Dwayne the Rod Johnson, oh, 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 so legit. Oh, oh. And I mean, 
And I mean, and, and I, I totally see your point. And, and we can look at it like this, too. When Cena left full time and went to acting, the WWE was left with more stars than when John Cena started winning titles. John Cena helped facilitate make those stars. Roman Reigns is doing the same thing. And you hit the nail on the head. If The Rock had stuck around just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer, I don't think, like, your disdain for him never coming back would be as... Intense? Yeah, strong, strong? intense. Because yeah. when The Rock left, there was nobody. He didn't leave the WWE in a better position than when he was running around with the titles. And I think, I don't want to bash The Rock for it, but that's almost criminal. Like, that's your job. Yeah, you got multi-million dollar contracts from Hollywood Studios. I get it. But your job is to leave the business better than when you left. And The Rock didn't do that. Well, it, because again, to be clear, I, and you know, I, I, everyone that has ever heard this show before knows all this already. But if if it's your first time listening to the Turnbuckle, first of all, thank you very much. Secondly, I don't like when any anyone goes Hollywood and goes to movies. I don't like that John Cena has done it. I don't like that Dave Bautista has done it. I don't like that The Rock has done it. But the thing that I can I can swallow that bitter pill, and I'm sure there's some rose-colored glasses with guys like Cena. I can I can acknowledge I'm human um, for the most part. Other times I'm not. Uh, but the, the thing I can kind of begrudge except about uh, John Cena or to some extent a Dave Batista versus The Rock is it's hard to say there was more for John Cena to do in the WWE. He he was the he was absolute outright face for like 15 years. It's tough to say there was more to do. It's tough to say that there was more people to put over. Plus, again, to, to his credit, and what helps me be able to support that career more than I do The Rock is because we thought before the new year, John Cena is still trying to find time to, to, to squeeze in there, even when he probably shouldn't be from a brand standpoint. You know, John Cena stood face-to-face with Vince McMahon on W television like two weeks horrible allegations came out. John Cena went to Vince McMahon's birthday party after he was forced out of his own company. John Cena has a, a, a loyalty that few other have. And I, I guess I shouldn't hold anyone to that standard because John Cena is a very unique and special human being in that way. But that's what makes me so frustrated at, at, at The Rock, especially, is like if you'd have waited a couple more years, because let's be honest, it's not like the game plan really helped your career anyway. The two theory didn't help your career anyway. If they were the blockbusters that Rock is now making overall, I know Black Adam was a flop, but still a blockbuster film in terms of the, the prominence it had. Then I then I guess I wouldn't have such issue, but but it is kind of frustrating when you look back at those films that The Rock left us for. You know, they didn't leave me, but WWE as a whole, the WWE universe, whatever you want to call it, it's not like they did a ton to further his career. As a matter of fact, if you read up on The Rock, 
he didn't like those movies and had to switch agents in the whole nine because he thought his Hollywood career with those films that he ended up essentially leaving us for had his career dead in the water. They were very Hogan-esque so movies. It, it was yeah, like, it, it was, they, they were terrible. They were, and But at the same time, it, it, like I'm glad he made that switch. You look at the history of wrestlers in Hollywood, there for a while, all they were getting were the shitty parts. I mean, Jericho was in that Android sci-fi movie for five minutes. I don't even remember what it's called. Well, who could for, who could forget Chris Jericho and, and a host of other WWE legends in the uh, in, in the classic McGruber? McGruber. That one was funny, at least. Oh, but I. There's this line from, well, not famous, but the, when I think MacGruber, I think of one phrase. You know the phrase. I guarantee you, you do. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say it on this show because it's a little too far. Um, so, anywho, give me the points All update. Right. I know we've gone. I know we've gone off the beaten path on Hollywood stars in WWE. Uh, but. Give me the points up, Dave, right, and we'll so take a break. After Vengeance Day, and your three points, Travis's two points, and my two points, you, sir, are sitting in the lead with 12. Travis is in second with nine. And I'm rounding out third, trying to make a run for home plate with eight. All right. Well, look, I'm trying to go wire the wire 1990 yeah. Cincinnati Red Style, baby. Trying to go, trying to go wire to wire. Um, we, our next event that I believe we will count for points will be the Elimination Chamber. Of course, there's a boatload of pay-per-views coming up, um, in March on WrestleMania weekend. We'll have to figure out what counts and what doesn't because there's a boatload of special events that come up that weekend that are, that are big time events. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about outside of WWE even because, uh, we, we certainly will count WrestleMania both nights. I'd assume we will count Stand and Deliver. And I would also assume that we we count the uh, Ring of Honor pay per view from that weekend. So there's going to be there's going to be a host of points to to brag about. Well, we got uh, Revolution. We it's going to be Revolution one hell of a bragging right for all that but, too. I do believe. Yes. Uh, thank you for thank you for correcting me. Totally forgot about it's Revolution. It's hard to remember for some all reason. these events, man. Uh, Especially because we got an event to broadcast just, on Saturday. It, on Saturday, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Maybe we can touch on that when we come back. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to take our, our, our first break. Uh, this is To the Turnbuckle, presented by Snapman Bridge Nation Productions and and the brand-new energy, energy drink, Dubby. And, uh, McCarthy, before we go, before we take a quick break, oh, hit them with that code that they could code use. Just slid right across our screens there. Use that code BRUISERNATION. Remember, I'm a 90s kid. I replace I's and S's with Z's. Use code BRUISERNATION, B-R-U-Z-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N, for 10% off each and every order at Dubby.gg. Get some all-natural, non-jittery energy in your life and do it today and it's there's not just energy see and that's what i really am liking about this dubby they have energy formulas they have brain concentration formulas it's not all oh i gotta get all my work done today stuff sometimes it's like i need to do something with my brain so i'm gonna focus so and i really like that they have multiple options for their consumers to expand their 
palates and hopefully get better energy and thought process out of it. No question about it, young man. And uh, look, looking forward to promoting their drinks, looking forward to tasting their drinks. I know we're going to do that in the next week or two. Going to be some fun hat onto the turnbuckle. With that, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk raw, and uh, we might even tell you about the adventures we're going to have this weekend in beautiful Mansfield, Ohio. Don't you move and move. This is to the turnbuckle. Do you have kids looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Junior is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips, and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. Superman Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest and baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, and I'm providing a wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires. Doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fit is the way to go. Gives you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. Swings to 
slam balls, flipping tires, to hitting tires, to doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on it. Russell Fit is the way to go. Gets a little bit of everything. Hope to see you soon. Do you have kids? Looking for a fun, inviting way to wear them out and help them stay healthy and fit? Then look no further, my friends. WrestleFit Jr. is exactly what you're looking for. Certified personal trainer and pro wrestler Superman Onyx will treat your mini-you to a fitness program like no other. With exercises like running the ropes to tire flips, and combining healthy eating habits and personal accountability, your child will earn the conditioning of a pro wrestler without the bumps. Stop by the NOW Training Center at 625 Eastgate Parkway, Blacklick, Ohio, 43004, or visit WrestleFitJr.com on Facebook for class schedules and book an appointment today. What's up, guys? Superman Onyx here. Hey, Russell Fit, one of the newest, baddest workouts out there right now. Now, yes, the word wrestling is in it, and I'm providing a wrestling ring, but you won't be wrestling. You won't be doing the headlocks or the slams or the spine busters that I do. Yeah, but what you will be doing is everything that we do to get ready to get in the ring from kettlebell swings to slam balls to flipping tires to hitting tires doing Olympic weightlifting movements. Guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Russell Fitt is the way to go. Get you a little bit of everything. Hope to see you.